uh, the church's eternal purpose, what God has intended for the church. I'm going to recap a little bit in Ephesians chapter 1, uh, starting in verse 7, uh, 7 through 10. I want to recap that this is part 2. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. And I've, I've said that forgiveness is one of the greatest blessings the church has ever received or humanity has ever received from God. Forgiveness. Do you know what, how beautiful and how wonderful forgiveness is? I mean, to know that I can do a wrong thing and somebody just goes and, and washes it clean. And, and the imagery in my mind is when we were kids wanting to wash the blackboard. These younger people look at me and say, what is a blackboard? <laughs> you know, in, in school, the teacher wrote on the blackboard and you saw everything written out. And we got to clean the blackboard. Boy, wasn't that wonderful. And so just like cleaning all of that stuff of yesterday's teaching was gone, not that you want to erase yesterday's teaching, but, but in, in my analogy, you, you cleaned it all off and you had a new beginning, a new day. And that's what forgiveness does for us. It is a great blessing. And we need to be just like God the Father who has forgiven us of egregious sins, horrible sins, horrible things. You may say, well, I was never bad. Yeah, that was bad, right, what you just said, that you were never bad, you know, because we're all cut from the same cloth. So if you see somebody, in, uh, a human being doing something really crazy and outrageous, you know that that was in you too. You just had never had the opportunity. You never had the cause there. You know, somebody, you, know, you ever seen a mother when a child is in danger? She'll do things that you think, that's crazy. What is she thinking? Well, she was, she was thinking about a child. She wasn't thinking about herself. And so that's how that thing works for us. So forgiveness is so big. So he, uh, Paul says, in him we have redemption, redemption. Uh, the Greek is apolutrosis, and I don't like to get into all of that, you know. I heard one preacher say, one teacher say one time, he says, I looked it up in the Greek, and it really means the same thing it means in English. <laughs> so, but it, it's the act of ransom in full, ransom in full. So we, we needed to be ransomed from uh, our sin, what we could not be ransomed from. There was no uh, solution in the earth, and God allowed us to be ransomed through the death of his son. So uh, redemption, we have redemption through his blood. And so you have to look at the efficacy of the blood of Christ. We have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. R ransom, redemption, ransom in full, uh, riddance of something. Like God ri uh, rid us of our, our crippling sin. You may say, well, you may say, well, Pastor, I still sometimes sin. Uh, you know, I'm going to be full-throated with you. I still sometimes sin. Yes, but it doesn't have dominion. And so if sin has dominion, you, you haven't been freed. But the Bible says that, that, you, that in him, in Christ, in him we have, not we had, we have present tense. Redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. And so we also means that we have been saved. Redemption has, brings with it salvation. It has, has a, a salvific uh, understanding. So we have been saved. So redemption, we have been saved. So that means if I have been saved, I am saved. Can you get that with me? If I have been saved or since I have been saved, I am saved. 
It's not like I'm saved today and lost tomorrow. It's an impossibility. It's an impossibility. I know that some of us grew up in backgrounds. I did too. That where if you cut your hair wrong, you were going to hell for it. You know, somebody had some lips and they put a little color on them, they were going to hell. I mean, now it was a good church. For the very, very, very most part. They taught us right. But, but a lot of you women in here with, with some slacks on, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. There's a special place in El Infierno for you. <laughs> you know, but, but those things were, were exaggerated. That doesn't have to do with salvation. I know the Bible says the man, uh, uh, a woman should not wear anything pertaining to a man. It just means she shouldn't be trying to look like a man. And a man shouldn't try to look like a woman. That's what the Bible is saying to us. So salvation has nothing to do with a lot of those things that, that they brought. It also means, uh, you know, you and I, are, are, we have salvation because, why? We're in him. God, in his amazing and infinite wisdom, placed us in him, in Christ. So you and I are really in Christ. You said, well, I don't feel it. Well, let's, let's, let's go to faith rather than the feeling. Let's, let's walk in faith rather than the feeling. If God said it, I believe it. It doesn't matter whether what, what I understand it or not, I believe it. And this is what God wants for us because uh, his, he has an eternal purpose for his church. The, the church's eternal purpose is to uh, radiate and or reflect the glory of God. So we ought to radiate the glory of God wherever we are. This is what he wants us to do. And it, it doesn't uh, depend on your mood. It depends on what God has done in you. Now, many of us are failing at that because we are looking to other sources. We, we, we should have, and, and really the true church has but one source, and that is Jesus Christ. He is the source. So Jesus is the source of our blessings. Everything that is in existence came through him and for him and ultimately going to him. That's amazing. So, so the church has missed out on a lot of opportunities because, uh, and whenever I say these things, know that I feel like I'm inspired by the Holy Spirit when I say them. And I spent, uh, I don't want to boast, and I do not boast, but I spent a lot of time just doing that, you know, praying to the Lord, seeking the Lord, trying to be everything God wants me to be because when I look around, I know, I know who Don Lavelle is without God. I've seen some pictures of him, and they're not picturesque. They're ugly, and so, so are your, your things. And so well, what we've done is we have, uh, and, I, and I, I don't want to use this carelessly, but we, are, we have drunk the Kool-Aid of, of the world system. We've drunk the Kool-Aid, and now we can reason and ration it all out. But that is not what we're supposed to do. We're to go to the Word of God and find our solutions in the Word of God. And if they're not, and if, if, the solutions the world gives, quote-unquote, are not in the Word of God. They're not ours. They're not ours. One of the greatest things God has ever done for me is to deliver me from being a partisan in the world. That's one of the greatest things God did for me. And when it, it's amazing. When I said yes to God, even though I didn't understand, even though I didn't feel good, when I said yes to God, it was an amazing. I, I, you've heard my story. I, I said it with tears and crying. And boy, but, but after a while, after a while, I, I was free. And once I got free, I could see 
wrong in, in the world sphere on the left, on the right, and in the, in the in-between. I can see the wrong. But you can't see it until you say yes to God. And that's the glorious church is to say yes to God. God's going to have a people who will say yes to him no matter what. And you can be that person. Now, if when you say yes to God, no matter what, then you are going to prove that you are that person that was saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. If you refuse, then you were not. Yeah, and there's some people like that, all right? All right, now don't get too quiet on it. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according, now listen, in agreement with according according to the riches of his grace. And so that means that, that uh, uh, the forgiveness of sin, we have redemption through his blood, the redemption of sin. So the, uh, the forgiveness of sins, rather. The for forgiveness of sins come from, come down from Christ, his redemption, his blood. And he brings to us this amazing grace. So the grace that we have, the riches of his grace, the wealth of grace come, uh, comes from all of that above. So it's like Christ, his, his, redemptive, his redemption or his uh, redemptive act, his blood, the forgiveness, and all of that comes down through Christ even to riches of grace. So grace is his unmerited favor. It's more than just unmerited favor. It's, um, it has to do with his influence on your heart. And so grace has to do with his influence on your heart. So you don't have the same heart, as it were, that you had before. So you have a new heart. That means God has done a, a, a gracious act in you. God has performed something gracious in you, something you did not deserve, something you did not earn, something you could never have earned. So God did that. And so why did God do that? Just to do that, just to give you a get-out-of-hell card free no, no, God didn't do that. God did that so that he could express his glory in heaven. Why? In the earth and then in heaven. In the earth, then in heaven. In the earth, then in heaven. So, so we have an obligation to God. Yeah, we are obliged to be that glorious church. So when you decide that it's not about you, then you'll start to have that. It's not about you. If there's some conflict, it doesn't necessarily mean that your husband is wrong or your wife is wrong. Right? I didn't want to say that one first. But, but it, it doesn't mean that your, your, your husband is wrong or your wife is wrong. What it means is there's a problem. When you have conflict, there's a problem. And so, like even in my thinking or in the earth sphere, when there's a conflict, I go, okay, there's a problem. And rather than try to resolve that issue through human intellect, I need to go to God. I need to go to God. And that's how that looks. And then, that is the, that, that, then you begin to see, rather, the glory of the church. And even in our homes, when, when we say, okay, okay, all right, then we see the glory of the church there. And when we send our children to school and, and uh, they have to meet a bully and they, through the, the wisdom of God and, and the grace of God, say, okay, okay, then we see the glory of the church there. That's what that looks like. So this grace, I, I've told you, is the divine influence on the heart. Um, it's, um, and then, then when that, uh, we see that divine influence on the heart, then we'll see it in action. We'll see it in life. We're, we'll see it uh, in gratitude, in being gracious. Uh, my, uh, 
my uh, wife told me, that, uh, she amplified this story uh, that happened to me when we were in Egypt. And you've heard the story maybe at least 50 times. But uh, 51 won't hurt you. Uh, the, the, uh, when I, I, I wasn't used to a man purse. I call it a man purse. That, so when I got back home, he's called the cowboy. I said, hey, boy, look at that. Yeah, that purse there looks good on you. You know, oh, the cowboy. And I, I just laugh. <laughs> I couldn't help. But I had this man purse. I call it a man purse. I think it's just a bolsa in Espanol. It's just a bolsa. It's not, not like a bolsa de, de los hombres or stuff like that, right? It's not like a, the purse of the man or whatever, men's purse. But so I had this man purse. I stayed there for my, myself, right? And so I, I wasn't used to carrying a, a man purse. And, and I um, left it in the taxi cab. And I'd just gotten paid. And boy, man. I mean, you know, it, it was a lot in there. It was a lot in there. And uh, especially in Egyptian money, it was a lot in there. And uh, I uh, left it in there. And later on, somebody came and said, Mr. Lavelle, uh, there's a taxi dri driver down there. He has your, your purse. I went, oh! <laughs> and so he said, he won't give it to anybody. He said, he'll only give it to you. And uh, when I saw that, and this is, I'm talking about grace. I'm defining grace. So when I went down, I, was, I went down and I saw him. I went, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I think you just got my, my, my purse. You've seen it. It's this big brown one I carry. No, it's not that one. It was another one. But anyway, I, I had the, this. Uh, oh, I, I'm, so you, you're laughing because you think I like purses now. Uh, shame. Shame on you. Shame on you. So, so <laughs> sometimes they come in handy if they're a man purse. So, so uh, I, uh, I, I got it and I looked at it. All this money was in there. And I just started to give him money. And it was, Mr. Lavelle, no, no. That's too much. I said, no, no. He had it all. There was no way I could have traced him. He could have left without, and never ever uh, had come back to the office. I wouldn't have known it. Cairo had 12 million people in it. And so, but he gave it all. So grace has to do with his gratitude. So whenever, as, as Brother James did so expertly, so well, uh, receiving the offering, I, I, I was sitting there in awe. I thought, how did he know? How did he know to do it like that? That was so good and so well done in that he was talking to us about, about giving to God and being gracious to God and, 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 and lifting up the offering and all of that. I was blessed by it because... Uh, 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 a heart that, that has been changed by, by grace is grateful, and it shows gratitude. When I said, man, this guy had it all, and they were stopping me, please, that's too much. That wasn't too much for me because he had it all. And when you and I receive from God graciously, let's be liberal in our giving. Let's be liberal in our giving. Let, let's, let's support people. Let's be good to them. We, we want to be not a, a source for them through Jesus Christ. Okay. So it also means uh, favor, uh, the fact that uh, God has been gracious to you and that you have acts worthy of God. L let me go back to my scripture. So um, we talked about, I, I re I've, I've read this sort of in a sort of a segmented way, not disjointed so much, but a segmented way. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, 
which he made to abound toward us. And so all of this is according to the riches of his grace. So his grace is limitless. And so then that means that God pours out on us in a limitless fashion, which he made to abound to us. It's not just like you, if you were a football team, you individually were a football team, it wouldn't be like you won by three points. It would not mean that you won by six points. You know, it, wasn't, it would not mean that you won by two points because there had been a safety involved. It means that you super abound. It means that you way over, over, you know, it's like you smashed them 58 to, 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 to 3 or something. You smashed them on a basketball game. You had 140 points on the board, and, and they had 52 or something like that. So, so this is what he is saying about us. And, and so all of this, according, means like it came down from Christ. I know we probably look at it as like in likeness, and that does work too. But it comes down from Christ, therefore it is like, like that. It is like the goodness of God. And so uh, here he says, it abounds toward us in all wisdom and prudence. And so it gives us, it makes us wise. The Word of God makes us wise. Sometimes we underestimate ourselves because we've underestimated God. We underestimate ourselves. May I, may I uh, make that a little softer for you? It has been, a, I've had a lifetime of growing in this. My life was never one that I thought it was a doormat. I never thought I was a doormat. I never thought I was a rug on the floor for people to walk on, clean the feet on. But I also thought, not me. You've got somebody better. And, and I will support whoever it is who's better. I don't mind supporting that person who's better than me, Lord. But I know you've got somebody better than me. And I've had to fight that and not have to deal with that. But what I, and, and it's been this year, this April, that I think I came full circle. I think uh, this April, when the Lord spoke to me, and I've told the elders, and also you, uh, if you were paying attention, uh, what happened in April. And so God has brought me to a place where I, I said, okay, wait a minute. All of this abounds toward me, toward us, in all wisdom and prudence. So it makes you wise. This, this grace makes you wise. And when we talk about prudence, we talk about um, mental action or, or activity. It's intellectual or moral insight. And it, it also means wisdom. So if you have, so prudence and wisdom sort of go together. If you are wise, then you, are, you have the ability to do things that people might go, wow, wow, how, how did you do that? Or how did you know that? And, and, and I'm sure you've had some people that do that. Some of you have done things and I've gone, whoa. And then what you, don't, what you didn't know is I told the Lord, why didn't you give that to me first? Yeah, because that's where it is. So the church is to have all of these amazing gifts. We think about the gifts of, of the Spirit as in Galatians. We think about, oh, do, do you have the, you know, faith and, and uh, wisdom and healing and, and tongues and interpretation and prophecies, et cetera, et cetera. Then we think, oh, those are the gifts. But just to make you smart, intelligent, spiritually intelligent. Is, is, spiritual intelligence is what I want you to be, but spiritual intelligence is a blessing from God that you and I should have, and it reflects the Lord Jesus Christ, Amen. all right? So this is what Jesus wants in the last day's church, a spiritually intelligent church, not a church that is worldly wise, 
and cunning. All right, are we together? All right. So, okay, so he, Paul goes on to say, um, all, this, uh, all this wonderful stuff, having made, verse uh, 9, having made known to us the mystery of his will. Wow. We talk about that a lot here at the fellowship. And I don't want you to just be people coming or come into the church uh, like a child going uh, to school without his or her books. You know, just don't come here and, and, uh, and not take notes or, and not even get a CD. You know, que lastima. Yeah, what a pity. Don't do that. Don't do that. You can't retain everything. I can't retain everything. And nobody can retain everything, probably about 10 to 15, 20%, you know, and if that much. And so you want to know what God has said to you. Because if you don't know what God has said to you, you can't do what God has said to you. So you want to know. And then you have to know that this is the last day's church. Now, I'm not saying this is the last day. Pastor, it's the last day, so it must be the last week. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that we're, we're very near, very near, very near. And I, I keep up with uh, the activities in Europe now, in Russia and Ukraine, and because I see a lot of things going on there. And I know that those of you who follow these, these, these uh, uh, news items, these activities, you know there's a lot going on there. This is not just a war. This is, I, I, I look and I read, what I do is I read, read the Word of God, and I'm reading the Word of God, interpreting what's going on. I'm not interpreting the Word of God through what's going on. Did you get that? Okay. And so I, I keep reading it because uh, Mr. Putin has made one of the fool, most foolish moves that you, one could make. You would think, how can you be a leader and do that? That's the world system. And that is the world system that many uh, churchgoers, quote-unquote Christians, some Christians too, are, are trying to prop up. I'm not trying to prop it up. What I am trying to do is understand it and understand my place in it to show the glory of God in the midst of all the chaos and confusion. You know, we've lost, we've lost some members because they, they didn't like my stand. My stand is, is not left or right. My stand is Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And so, so, so that's what we have to understand. Our, our responsibility is to the Lord. Our responsibility is not to any other entity. It's to Jesus primero, first. It's the, into Jesus first. And so we want to do that. And should Jesus tells us, okay, do thus and so, then we do that. But man, come on. The world didn't have the goods to die for us. The world didn't have, didn't have the riches to die for us. The world, nobody in the world system could die for us. God brought us help from outside this earth. Hallelujah. And you've got to grasp that. You've got to grasp that. God brought us help from himself, from outside the world. I mean, the Bible says that God made this universe with his hand. It's like it's out of his hand. Could you imagine how big God is? He just took his hand and made this great expanse. That's where you and I got our help from. Come on. So, so, so that's our responsibility. Don't let anybody with cunning words tell you you've got some responsibility to this world system propping things up first and foremost. No, that is secondary at best 
tertiary, you know, maybe a better. You know, it's not I'm, it's secondary, and then the, the tertiary is the third one. So I'm saying that that that's the, at best your your responsibility. Sure, we have to be good citizens. We're good citizens not because the world wants us to be good citizens. We're good citizens because we have Jesus Christ in us, and we're in Him. That's why we're good citizens. We don't give the the world system any trouble. But all of the other stuff is really mixed up, and God is is bringing us to a place where He is He is dealing with that mixed up stuff. Oh my goodness, my. What happened to my time? What happened to my time? All right. Having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself. So the intent of God was in himself. So he purposed it in himself that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times, of the fullness of the times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ. Now listen, this is good. So he might gather together in one, all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on the earth in him. So, which are, so God's purpose, and this is what his purpose was in himself. This is glorious, everybody. This is glorious. I was uh, reading today, I was reading today um, uh, about the Lord and uh, gosh, I, don't, I can't tell you exactly where I was reading today, but I, I, I will the next time I, I'm up here. But I was reading today, and it was, oh, I know where I was reading today. And I almost called uh, one of our elders, Elder Elliot, who said to us one day, uh, he was talking to the church, I think. He, he said, the angels are holding our positions until we get there. And, uh, and I mean, I, I had never thought about it quite like that. Uh, I had never thought about it quite like that. And I said, wow. You know, whenever one of you tells me something, I, and, it, and it's something that I had never quite thought about in that way, I always say something like, God, why didn't you tell me that? <laughs> I, it's like I want to know everything that comes from God. But I promise you, I'm not, I'm not vilely jealous against you. I am excited about you. Uh, somebody thought uh, the vilely was the operative word, but no jealousy was. <laughs> So, so because I, I'm so blessed when you receive things and you share them with me, I am so blessed because I know then that the word is working in you. And that's God's goal is that the world, word works in you. God's goal is not to have a, a few a handful of people in heaven with all of Christ expressed. No, a huge body of sons, you know, maybe billions of sons. Yeah, just like Christ. Wow. Wow. And so, uh, so I was reading in the scripture, and I saw it so plainly. And I, I was going to, to, um, to uh, text him, but I decided uh, I, wanted, I was praying, and then I decided I needed to rest a little bit, and I didn't text him the scripture. That's, uh, of course, he probably didn't need the scripture because he had the revelation, and he probably got the revelation from the scripture. But still, I wanted to send it to him. So I'm saying that the, the Bible says, this totally goes away. That doesn't totally go away, but I'm going to deviate from this. If you, if you would give me a, just a few minutes of your time, but if you feel like you need to go home, uh, you can just say, do this to me, and, and I will go. You know. <laughs> well, I got two thumbs up from Sister Jessica, and I got four thumbs up. So I, I would hate to be like... Uh, 
Brother Irvin Rutherford, who when he said he saw Pastor James Fields, it was the first time they were kids in the university, in, in, in Bible school. And so he said the first time he saw him, he was kind of a brash young man, uh, Pastor Irvin Rutherford. He said, he looked, he looked at him and saw him coming. I think it was in a cafeteria somewhere. He said, hello, four eyes. He said, he said Brother James said, hi, big nose. <laughs> So I don't, I don't want y'all to do that with me. Today. So, so okay, if, 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 you, if you will allow me, um, let me read 10 again. I'm going to go to the scripture that I said uh, that Brother Elliot had, had given us this amazing understanding about. It's, uh, in, in verse 10, Ephesians uh, 1.10, all of this is that in the dispensation of the fullness of the time. So we have to recognize the fullness of the time. I believe that we are a very fast approaching it the fullness of the times. And I believe that you in this fellowship, those with TFI, I believe that we are somewhere uh, in the forefront of it. And that's the whole truth of it. Not that others are, have a lesser position. Listen, if you're on the spear, whether you're the tip of the spear, uh, on the head of the spear, or you're on, on the, the, what do you call that? The, the hilt of the spear? The hilt of the spear, and then what do you call the stick on it? The shaft, what? The, the shaft. Okay, so whether you're on the tip, the head, the shaft, or the, what's the word? The, 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 okay, y'all don't know either. <laughs> I'm trying to ask my students to help me. Okay, the shaft and the hilt is what you said, right? Okay, you don't know. Guys from New York, New Jersey, they don't even know. But anyway, you know what I'm saying. You know, so you got the spear, uh, the, the, head, the tip, the head, the shaft, and you've got the whole, the whole part of the spear. So it doesn't matter. You're still part of the spear. So you have to understand that. You're still part of the spear. So he says that, that and so I'm saying that to you that I believe that we have come to this place, that this in our salvation history, that's where we, where we have come. And we have to understand what that brings to us, that, that God is saying that he is going to now express himself in an unprecedented way in the earth, but through a whole body, not just one or two, through a whole body. Now, I'm going to end this message with a, a verse that I did not include in my, because I'm going to, now, some of you young preachers out here, don't be running, I'm trying to teach this before I get back from my next trip. If y'all do, I'm going to rebuke you. All right. It just blessed me so much. Uh, in Hebrews chapter 2, uh, verse 1, I'm going to read this, and then we're going to be done, Brother James. Uh, Therefore, we must give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest we drift away. Now, listen. This is what I've been trying to say to you. For if the word spoken through angels proved steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? This is huge stuff that we're telling you about. This is huge. This is, this is not this worldly uh, Christianity stuff, you know, Christianity and the world stuff mixed all together. No, we're talking about purity. How shall we escape we neglect so, neglect so great salvation? Which at the first began to be spoken uh, by the Lord and was confirmed uh, to us by those who heard him. God also bearing witness both with signs and wonders, with various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. For he has not, now listen, this is what Brother Elliot told us, taught us this years ago. For he has not put the world to come, 
of which we speak, in subjection to angels. Now, when you look at yourselves, are you really serious in getting ready? Or are you just trying to get through your day, pay your bills, and live a C-plus life and go to heaven? Come on, do you really realize what it means to be called a son of God? Do you really realize that? Do you know what it means to be called a Christian, somebody who's Christ-like? Do you know what it means when Jesus says, that, Father, the word that you have given to me, I've given to them the rhema you gave to me. I gave them, I gave them the rhema. I gave each of them my rhema. The word that was meant for him. He said, I'll give it to them. This is big stuff. Uh, he, for he has not put the world to come, of which we speak in subjection to angels. But one testified in a certain place, saying, What is man that you are mindful of him, or the son of man that you take care of him? He's speaking about us. You have made him a little lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor and set him over the works of your hands. You, speaking of God, have put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. But now we do not see all things put under him, this body. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, might taste death for everyone. What is man that you are mindful of him or the son of man that you take care of him? You've made him a little lower than the angels. You've crowned him with glory and honor and set him over the works of your hands. You have put all things on his feet. Wow. 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 Come on, let's get, we can do better than that. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we bless you. We thank you for who you are, what you have done. Your church is a glorious church. Jesus shed his blood and washed us in the blood. He washed us. He washed us in his efficacious blood that we might be everything that you intended. Oh God, is there not a balm in Gilead Wash our eyes with eye salve so that we can see what you have done for us. Don't let any of these say, oh God, I never knew. If they should say that, say it's not because it wasn't told you. Let us walk out of this place today fully, fully disposed to doing the will of God. 
I bless this house, each one, in Jesus' name.